Thank you for listening to the Gateway to the Rockies podcast from Visit Aurora from the rafters of the Stanley Marketplace. This is the show dedicated to telling the stories of Aurora, Colorado. Hi there, I'm Dave, the Senior Marketing Manager for Visit Aurora. Aurora's Pride Celebration is truly unique, the only beachfront Pride Celebration within 1,500 miles. Yes, Aurora has a beach. We'll get into that. Uh, right now, I'm excited to be joined by Xander Oklar, the Executive Director of Aurora Pride. Xander, was I right? 1,500 miles? Yes. Uh, you know, we haven't gotten the exact number, but uh, <laughs> that that's our closest estimate. Um, I want to start with a hard-hitting question. Okay. How is Maya, and has she become the absolute <laughs> light of your life? Yeah, Maya. Maya's our dog we adopted um, about a year ago, and she really is a part of all facets of our life. Um, she is uh, very sweet and cuddly. She's a, a pit bull mix, but uh, she also is very fond of barking at our neighbors, uh, golden retrievers. They have uh, very long-winded conversations back and forth. And so uh, she can be frustrating, but she's also the sweetest little girl. So we are obsessed with her. <laughs> have you reached the point where you're dressing Maya and giving like all these extra names and whatnot? Oh, yeah. She's got nicknames. And then my my partner, he's a, a knitter and a crocheter. And so um, she definitely has uh, winter outfits um, and little booties and all sorts of stuff. Uh, she's definitely a, a spoiled puppy. Yeah. What a golden age for, for dog ownership and dogs in general. We've all anthropomorphized our dogs and it's amazing. <laughs> um, if you're open to it, Xander, I've only met you a couple times, yeah. and obviously there are probably people listening, but would you share your personal story with us a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So um, I grew up uh, in Littleton, Colorado. Mm -hmm. um, I was out here. I, I moved out to LA for a while, um, thinking, you know, the grass is greener. And then I, I moved to Phoenix because I was like, you know, maybe I'll try somewhere affordable. <laughs> uh, and uh, turns out uh, Denver and Aurora is where it's at all along. And so, um, you know, after uh, testing the waters for a few years, I realized, you know, this is where I wanted to be. And so I moved back in uh, 2015 and um, finished my degree. And I started working in uh, beer festivals um, with a local company, Two Parts. And uh, I started planning some different uh, events surrounding kind of beer and wine culture in okay. Colorado. And and then uh, I joined the GLBT Chamber of Commerce um, for Colorado. And that's when I started meeting people in the nonprofit realm. Um, I started working with uh, the chamber doing their gala. And then I met Jerry Cunningham, who um, at the time was the owner of Outfront Magazine. He uh, had started Aurora Pride with um, his partner at the time, uh, Chris... Uh, Christopher Lafleur and they um, they they started this. They birthed this event, and then they asked me, you know, oh, you know, in three months we have Aurora Pride, and our event director had to drop out, and so is there any way you can take over? And so I said, uh, sure. You know, I had never done anything specifically like that, like a Pride event, but I jumped right in and had three months of chaos before the first <laughs> Aurora Pride I produced. But you already kind of had a built-in acumen on how to make an event pop and make it memorable and fun. So yeah. it probably wasn't that difficult of a transition, I imagine, or was it? There was definitely a lot of differences and a lot of similarities. Yeah. You know, 
learning how to, you know, run it from kind of like the nonprofit side and how to, you know, um, go about working with um, the city a lot more than I was used to um, was a big change for me. But um, on the same hand, you know, I took my ideas of, you know, marketing beer festivals and and I just brought that to pride, you know. And um, after that first three months and after we'd done our first Aurora Pride, I just said, you know, this is great doing at the Municipal Center, but we need to do something different to stand out from the crowd because there's um, well over a dozen Pride celebrations across the state. And so we wanted to do something different for Aurora. Yeah, can you expound on that just a little bit? Why was it specifically important for Aurora to develop its own Pride um, event and, and programming? I guess the, the the story that I've been told of how it originally got started was that um, Alfred Magazine um, reached out to some different cities across the Denver metro area and asked them kind of what um, resources and opportunities they had for the LGBT community. And at that time, um, a lot of Aurora's um, resources and stuff were just directing people to Denver resources. Okay. Um, and so when we talked to city council about that, they said, you know what, um, it's about time that Aurora does something for its community because, you know, Aurora is a, a huge city, has a huge GLBT population. And so, you know, instead of always having to go to Denver to do anything with the queer community, we wanted to start bringing um, queer culture and queer community out to Aurora. And so they asked uh, Outfront Magazine and the foundation to uh, produce Aurora Pride and, um, we were excited about the idea and so that's when the first pride of the municipal center was formed and it started the first year we had 1500 people and now we've built it up to like uh over 8000 people pride month is is typically in june but there's no yeah. reason that spirit should be confined to a specific 30 day period was it a strategic decision to hold aurora pride in august as opposed to june yeah it really was um so so many pride festivals across the country do happen in june um and and uh, we just didn't want to compete with that. Yeah. You know, we wanted to have a pride when people from, you know, Denver, Longmont, you know, Cheyenne, Wyoming, you know, could all come together and celebrate, you know, instead of trying to like cannibalize audiences from other prides, you know. Uh, so a lot of the pride celebrations across Colorado are all separate. So, you know, Boulder holds theirs in September. And, you know, we, we just spread them out so that we can, you know, the, the community throughout the state can enjoy all of the pride celebrations instead of having to choose, you know, do I go to Denver? Do I go to Boulder? Do I go to Aurora? And so that's why we chose the first Saturday in Aurora. And we, we try to always stick to that date so everyone can just have it on their calendar every year and uh, be ready. And also it just uh, later summer, we also get a little bit nicer weather out there at the reservoir too. So, yeah. you know, with the heat, it's always uh, perfect to go in the water, rent a paddleboard, you know, um, and enjoy everything the reservoir has to offer. I want to touch a little bit on your your personal journey of discovery. Um, it's a very personal thing to be accepting of yourself and then to be vulnerable and open to your inner circle. Mm -hmm. How does that then evolve to becoming uh, an activist and a community advocate like you've become? You know, I grew up go, like being a part of the theater. And, and so, you know, there was always queer people around me and I had, you know, queer cousins in my family. And mm -hmm. so, you know, from a young age, I kind of knew that I would have an accepting family because of that. Mm -hmm. um, but even with all of that, it took me a lot longer than some people, but also earlier than others to kind of identify, you know, what, 
was kind of in my heart. And so I didn't come out until like the uh, summer in between junior and senior year, even though one of my best friends had come out in eighth grade. Uh, you know, I it just didn't hit me until that point. Um, and so at that point, I came out of the closet and I, you know, started going on dates with boys. And um, one of my first partners was um, at that time, he was already an activist. He was going to uh, Regis Jesuit High School. And um, he had just experienced a lot of kickback from the school at that time mm. for being queer. Um, and he was a filmmaker. And so, um, you know, he was he was definitely poking buttons trying to get a GCA or GSA started a gay straight alliance at the school you know uh, and then you know he wasn't allowed to go to prom with me um, at his school and so at that time we were protesting and uh, we had like nuns and uh, priests from like accepting and affirming churches out there protesting with us. And so that was kind of my first taste of, of kind of standing up and, and defending uh, the queer community. And uh, luckily I went to a public school and so um, my partner was able to come with me to um, my prom. Um, but that's kind of where it all got started. And then getting into college, getting involved with the, um, you know, queer groups within school, my school um, really helped with that. But then I graduated, I, you know, I, I've always been passionate about the craft beer industry here in Colorado specifically, but I also love wine. And so I, I kind of dived into that um, and that was a lot of fun. But then I found when I started doing um, LGBT events that it, there was a fulfillment that I wasn't getting before. And so, you know, I, I found that, you know, um, that I really enjoyed kind of standing up and fighting for my community and trying to build something up. And, and that's what we're still trying to do in Aurora, not only with Aurora Pride, but the events we do throughout the year, we're doing some pop-up queer bar spaces um, to try to provide safe queer spaces for the community to come out and celebrate. Um, and so you can find out all sorts of information about those events on our website, which is just auroraprideco I mean, you had the benefit of a supportive family, mm -hmm. supportive friend groups around you, but I imagine you also witnessed the gap for those who didn't have that safety and security. And I imagine there was a watershed moment or a moment of clarity where you felt like, you know, I, I can be empowered here to help maybe those who don't feel empowered. I have been blessed with a lot of advantages in life. You know, I'm a, a, a cis male white, you know, person. And just because of that, I have a lot of advantages in life. Um, and and also just coming from a very accepting background, you know, it, it you know, even even with all of that lined up, you know, it was still a tough journey coming out. But then, you know, understanding, you know, meeting people who come from, you know, un unaccepting uh, backgrounds, whether it's um, religion or coming from military backgrounds or whatever it is, you know, I just saw people who, you know, were just not accepted by their own families who, you know, then turned to, you know, drugs and alcohol to try to deal with that pain. And so, you know, our community has higher risks of mental health mm -hmm. issues, addiction, you know, homelessness, you know, more likely to experience, um, you know, rape or, or sexual violence. And so, you know, our community uh, really needs to stand up for itself and protect itself, you know, no matter what uh, gender identity, race, whatever it is, you know, 
the LGBT, you know, a lot of people struggle with the the long title with, with all the letters, but all those letters are there for very important reasons yep. because we we stand together and we try to protect ourselves. You know, we might be different in slightly different ways, but we understand that feeling of being otherized. Um, and so I just think it's so important to stand up for all of our community and right now, especially the trans community. Uh, Aurora Reservoir is a really unique venue to hold an Aurora Pride celebration. Why, why was it chosen over, say, the Colfax Corridor, another Aurora space? What, what made Aurora Reservoir the ideal location? Well, and we've always dreamed about some t somehow um, involving the Colfax Business District as well. You know, the dream is maybe to have a, a parade on the Sunday following Aurora Pride over there. But um, basically what we wanted to do is have a venue that was completely unique. You know, uh, throughout the state, there, there are uh, like your pride events that are held in downtown corridors or you know, municipal areas and stuff. And so, you know, what we wanted to do is instead of showcase, you know, the, the you know, more concrete and urban areas, we wanted to showcase something that, um, you know, showcase the beauty and the nature within Aurora. And we also just recognize that so few people know about Aurora Reservoir. Yeah. Like we'll tell people it's at the reservoir and they're like, there's a reservoir? Right. Like, you mean Cherry Creek? Like, no, I don't mean Cherry, Cherry Creek is amazing, but Aurora Reservoir is absolutely stunning. And, you know, if you've ever been to that beachfront area, that gorgeous white sand beach mm -hmm. with those big, beautiful, almost Cape Cod inspired buildings yeah. all along it and the pavilions, we said, you know, when we want to take pictures and show the world, you know, the queer community in Aurora, we want to showcase this beauty. Um, and so that's why we were drawn there. And also, you know, it's toasty that time of year. Yes. And so <laughs> the ability to just jump in the water um, and, you know, to rent paddle boards and kayaks was just so appealing to us. You know, Colorado is all about our nature. And so if we can kind of combine nature with the queer celebrations, you know, we thought that was ideal. From the outside looking in, it's probably easy to reduce an event like Aurora Pride to just a beach party. It's, mm -hmm. it's so much more than that, though. It's an opportunity to really have a sense of community, to show the safety, love, and acceptance of that community. And, and most importantly, to help support those most vulnerable through access to resources, scholarships, and, and all those things. The, the beach is a great, cool venue, but the event means so much more, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. Um, you know, what it allows us to do, um, first and foremost is provide a safe space to gather and for these queer people to just be themselves. You know, so many people in the queer community have to kind of hide their identity through day-to-day -day life when they're at work, when they're at church, you know, whatever it is, they're, you know, hiding. And, you know, that's not the case for everyone. Some people are able to live their full life every day. And, you know, we're so thankful for those people who are just bringing visibility to our community. But, but some people have to hide. And so, you you know, bringing them to a space where they know they're going to be safe. You know, we have security. You know, we we ensure that this is a place where everyone can express themselves however they want, of course, in a family-friendly manner. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a safe space where people can come and just let loose and be themselves for a day. But then on top of that, we pride ourselves in connecting the community with job opportunities, mm -hmm. um, mental health support, um, STD testing, uh, information 
about homelessness and uh, the resources they have to get out of that situation, talking about um, drugs, addiction, offering Narcan and fentanyl testing strips. Yeah. All of those things are super important to us. You know, we've even, we provide monkeypox vaccines um, as well as COVID vaccines. We are just making sure that everyone um, has access to all these resources that they might not normally see on a day-to-day -day basis. And so we try to bring all those groups together and put it all in one place so that the community can take advantage of all these resources. Um, and so that's something that's uh, super important um, for this community. You've touched on this a little bit. Uh, other pride celebrations in the area do a really good job, but Aurora is a particularly unique community. It's the most diverse in the state. We're home to the largest immigrant population. Dozens of languages spoken here, frankly, the hub for a lot of marginalized communities. And the need to amplify safety and inclusion is particularly Im important here. Talked about your connection to the community and about how those dynamics play into your work with Aurora Pride. Yeah, we are we are so proud of of the mix of peoples, cultures, religions, um, food that we have in Aurora. We are so proud. Yeah. You know, that we are different, we're unique, uh, we're beautiful because of all these differences. And so we really try to showcase that at Aurora Pride. And something that Aurora Pride's done over the last few years is really focus on supporting Aurora businesses. We have so many amazing businesses within the city of Aurora that, uh, you know, we used to work with um, big domestic beer partners. Um, and now we've decided, you know what, we're only going to serve Aurora beer at Aurora Pride. And so everything, all the alcohol, at our bar it comes from um, our partners at Dry Dock, who've been amazing supporters of Aurora Pride um, since the beginning. Um, and so we continually work with them as well as all the other local businesses we connect with. We have Aurora-based food. You know, we try to represent as many of our cultures and food cultures as we can with our food trucks, um, as well as our performers. Um, we really try to highlight all the amazing, uh, the amazing performers that we have here in our city and so you know we've been so proud of being able to you know maybe turn away some of that big corporate money and just focus on you know showcasing aurora and everything it has to offer I, what i love about that is is you know you have the the lgbtq plus community reaching out to the local community in regards to businesses and whatnot but it speaks to the idea that that community the lgbtq plus community is not separate from the overall community we're all connected it's connective nice. tissue and we're connected to the businesses and that's mm. kind of the spirit of what all this should be yeah. You know, it's not, you know, Rural Pride is not going to their community to see their thing. It is, this is a part of our community and a valuable part that needs to be celebrated and also deserves access to safety and resources. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, we are everywhere. We, it would surprise you how many people in your life um, are a part of this community, whether they are themselves LGBTQ or if they're an ally, if they have a, a brother, a sister, um, or a parent that is a part of the community. And so, you know, we're, we're integral to, just uh, Aurora in general, yeah. you know? And so, you know, being able to let those people celebrate themselves um, and really showcase everything that the community does within our right, wider Aurora community is really amazing. Um, and just bringing those people together, you know, if you go and you show up on that beach, you'll just see the joy, the happiness that is there. Um, and we just want to showcase that all year round. You've done events for years and I imagine it's stressful, but also incredible incredibly fulfilling. Are, are you able during the event to just enjoy it as a participant at all? Like, can you grab a beer, jump in the water and just have fun? Or are you burning through walkie talkie batter 
batteries and putting out fires for eight hours. I, I love what I do. I, you know, it is stressful, but, um, you know, part of who I am is that I, I kind of thrive on these high stress, high energy situations. So, you know, maybe I'm not jumping in the water, you know, um, you know, I'm always having, carrying my backpack full of gear and, you know, I have my radio on and stuff the whole time. And so, you know, I usually have one beer, but it's usually right at the end of the event. You know, once I can kind of just take a sigh and just, you know, realize that, okay, we you did know, it. we did it. And, uh, but, you know, throughout the whole event, I'm always seeing people, you know, that are friends, that are coworkers, you know, pe you know, it's, it's ridiculous how many people I've met across Aurora um, from all sorts of different backgrounds. Um, and so everywhere I'm walking throughout Pride, I'm seeing people I know. Um, and so I'm spending a lot of time um, socializing, but at the same time, you know, making sure the beer gets to the right yeah. bars and <laughs> making sure that, you know, our front entrance is running smoothly and that the, the volunteers are getting where they need to go and the staff aren't just, um, you know, sitting on their, <laughs> you know, carts in the corner, um, checking their phones. And so there's just always something to do throughout the events. And so I'm, I'm running around like crazy and and the day before and the day after, I'm running around like crazy. And, you know, I'm there at the reservoir at like 4.30 in the morning. I bet. It's starting to load things in. And yeah. so, you know, I don't really get to truly relax until, you know, a week after Pride when I when I go up into the mountains and I recoup <laughs> for a week. Uh, what are some of the highlights of this year's events, things that you're excited about? Well, we're really excited because we have set up the stage in a new location. Okay. Um, and we think it's going to be a great spot. It's going to be surrounded by food trucks with a, a great natural grass amphitheater behind it. And so you're going to be staring at the stage, looking at the reservoir behind you. It's going to be gorgeous. Um, we have our two main hosts, um, Dixie Crystals and Evelyn, Miss Boogie Evermore, um, who are going to be leading their segments of entertainment. And they're bringing on some amazing performers, not just um, drag acts, but, um, you know, uh, comedians and um, spoken word artists and, and singers and dancers and all of that. And so it's all going to be on the stage, you know, all day long. There's going to be stuff going. And then we also are setting up a second stage right by the main bar in the main plaza, which is going to be our DJ dance area. And so we're bringing in an amazing DJ, DJ Buddy Bravo, who's going to be um, just curating some amazing music right there. You can watch from the sand or over by the bar. And so we're just hoping it just, um, you know, brings even more excitement and joy to the event. And so those are kind of our biggest things we're doing. The other big thing we're doing is we're allowing people to enter the park early. Okay. So the main event doesn't start until noon. It goes from noon to 7 p.m. But we're allowing people who choose to to come as early as 8 a.m. Um, because we found that every year we're turning away people who are trying to show up early and set up their picnics. And we said, you know, why can't they set up their picnics right. and enjoy the park while we're getting the main event set up? And so now we're going to let those people in. You can come set up your picnic. You're easy up on the beach you can go kayak paddleboard all morning and then when the event starts really dive into all the entertainment food and and uh all the really cool vendors this probably doesn't apply to you because you're so in tune with the fight for equality daily 
But but generally, when you intentionally surround yourself with like-minded people, those who believe in inclusion, acceptance, and love, I think there's an unconscious loss of vigilance to a degree. Then you see some of the social media comments and news stories and rhetoric from some politicians. And you see there are still people out there that promote hatred and violence and vitriol. We have made some progress as a society overall, but there's still a long way to go, isn't there? There really is. And yeah, like when you're here in Aurora, like uh, you just feel like a lot of love around you and you just kind of forget that, you know, even here in Aurora, there is there's hate going around. Um, and so, you know, even though there's so many amazing people, you know, it's just important to think about, you know, all those people who don't want us to succeed, you know, who think that, you know, us living our lives the way we want to is, you know, a crime or a sin, you know, and which is, you know, those are the same people who are fighting for, you know, less government and less control over people's life, but they want to control the way we live our life. And so, you know, it's it's really important to, to stay vigilant. You know, we always are working, you know, with our partners, you know, at Aurora PD who are monitoring social media and stuff like that, making sure that we have an event that's safe. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's really important for us to stand up for our community, again, especially the transgender community, because they're receiving a lot of hate right now. And, you know, what I really think is that hate is just a distraction tactic. You know, they're, they're trying to distract us from the things that really matter. Um, and they're really focusing on, you know, things that in the big scheme of things don't matter. You know, there are gender neutral bathrooms all across Europe. And have we seen an uptick in and um, sexual violence because of that? No. no, like we see we see people living their best lives and why do we need to tear them down? Like, you know, so we have to be super aware, we have to keep ourselves safe, but we also have to speak up and be visible, you know, especially those of us who come from the privilege of, you know, having a little bit more safety, you know, we really need to stand up for those who are really, really like marginalized and um, really receiving the brunt of the hate. How can folks in the community uh, get involved in supporting Aurora Pride's mission? You know, if you want to get involved and volunteer and be a part of the organization, we're a nonprofit organization that works mostly off of volunteer work. And so if you want to be a part of that, you can go to aurorapride.com and there's a volunteer tab. You can add your name to that list and you'll get emails whenever there's opportunities to be involved. Um, but on top of that, you know, there's a bunch of great um, nonprofits in the state. They're doing some really great work. You can, you can do donate to them. You can donate to us, which goes to our scholarship fund for LGBT students from Aurora. Um, and uh, you can come to Pride. You can show your support. And um, also just throughout the year, just whenever you see people being treated unfairly, you know, step in and say something, you know, it, it's uh, it's so important for our allies as well as our community to stand up and be that layer of protection, you know. Um, Aurora has so many great people that, you know, we want to show our friends and family that are part of the community that, that we'll support them. We've got their backs and they're safe here in Aurora. Just a couple more questions for you here. Looking into your crystal ball, how, how would you like to see Aurora Pride evolve going forward? There's there's a lot of dreams. Um, the dreams are to build up Aurora Pride. You know, the first steps are, um, you know, going from like quarterly queer pop-up events to monthly events 
events, maybe bi-monthly events um, throughout the city so that people in North Aurora and South Aurora and everywhere in between have access. Um, but then that builds up to, um, you know, building the, the event at the reservoir larger, having more capacity, and then eventually, you know, having our parade and the Colfax business district down there. And then eventually even having our own LGBTQIA center here in Aurora, where people can physically go, you know, get all the resources they need, resources for the trans community, for families who have kids coming out of the closet, you know, learning how to best support their children, you know, all these things that, you know, you might normally have to go to the city of Denver to get at the center. We want to have that here in Aurora so that every um, LGBTQ person in the city has direct access to it, um, you know, in their own city. What message would you like to share with LGBTQ plus individuals, particularly young people who may be struggling with acceptance or identity? The path to loving yourself is a long struggle. Um, and some people have it easier. Some people, you know, um, have more challenges to overcome. And the reality is, you know, you just have to, to learn to love yourself. And if you're having sources in your life telling you to, to not live your best life, not to accept yourself, you need to either learn how to educate them or separate yourself. You know, if you if you're worried about, you know, religion, there are open and affirming churches who love, accept queer people throughout Aurora. Um, so, you know, get connected with these communities that are going to support you and love you no matter what. Um, and just being surrounded by that love and acceptance really kind of filters in into your own heart. And and I think that that's, that's the most important thing is just being surrounded by people who love and accept you, whether that's the queer community or allies. Xander Oklar, the executive director of Aurora Pride, we thank you for sharing your light and your love with our community, and we wish you a great event on August 5th. Thank you so much. Yeah, go to auroraPride.com, get your tickets, and we can't wait to see you at Aurora Pride. The Aurora Pride celebration is Saturday, August 5th at the Aurora Reservoir. Learn more at auroraPride.com. You can also follow along on social media at Aurora Pride Colorado. Thank you for listening to the Gateway to the Rockies podcast. Visit Aurora is the official destination marketing organization for the city of Aurora, Colorado, and acts as the primary liaison between meeting planners and hotel partners. As Aurora's convention and visitors bureau, Visit Aurora's mission is grounded in showcasing Aurora as a premier destination for meetings, business, and leisure travel. Visit Aurora represents more than 75 plus hotel properties with 13,500 plus guest rooms and more than 1 million square feet of meeting space, including Colorado's largest resort, Gaylord Rockies Resort and Convention Center. As Colorado's third largest city, Aurora is located minutes away from Denver International Airport and showcases mountain views, memorable meeting spaces, and 250 plus international eateries that offer a unique experience for each and every visitor. As the gateway to the Rockies, Visit Aurora's role in the local community goes beyond marketing the city as a destination. The Visit Aurora team is here to assist you with your Colorado visit from facilitating your meeting, event, or convention to helping you discover local flavor and attractions. Go beyond the boardroom in Aurora, Colorado. For more, visit us at visitaurora.com.